The Revelry Room is Chattanooga's newest 500-capacity venue and also Track 29's Kid Sister Venue, located on Station Street on the south side of Chattanooga, hosting national, regional, and local talent in a more intimate setting. Check out the Revelry Room calendar at www.revelryroom.co and join our street team, the Dispatchers, to be even more a part of bringing music to Chattanooga. I have actually been on the street team for a couple of years now. I get to go to cool events and get show tickets for free. It's also a great way to meet other people who love music. If you would like more information, feel free to ask. You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heatherly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with musicians and artists from Chattanooga and the surrounding areas. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I'm Heather Lee Holt, your host, and today I have Stratton Tingle here. Hi, Stratton. Hey, thanks for having me. What's going on? Oh, you know, just kicking it at Practical Galactica Studio here where we're recording this. Pretty dope spot. It's my first time over here. I'm, I'm ashamed to say because I've known about it for a while, but um, I dig it. It's dope. Yeah. yeah. They, um, Jesse Junkert owns it and he rents it out to bands. So. Yeah, it's cool. The vibe, the vibe is real. The vibe yeah. is real nice. So why don't we get started first with a musical number from you? All right. And before, before you play, why don't you talk about this setup that you have here? I use a sample pad, an SP555, uh, as well as some vocal effects, vocal live, and then an electric guitar with some effects as well. Uh, I made these tracks and I sing along with them. And some of them are originals and some of them are covers. All of them are fun, at least for me. Maybe you all will think so too. This one's called Open Flame. Fears. 
chains, your secret guilt, your blood runs cold. I hid my face in shame. Forgiveness offered far too late. I care too much to play. Love turned away. 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 I hid my face in shame. Forgiveness offered far too late. I care too much to play. And that was yours, right? Yeah, so it's, it's you know that's a little angsty one, mm-hmm. little uh, feeling uh, burned. Got that picture. So, Stratton is the executive director of Soundcore. Yeah, that's and right. And I'm gonna let him explain Soundcore a little bit for you. Soundcore is a nonprofit organization that is focused on building Chattanooga's music economy. I don't know. Success for us basically translates into more jobs in the music industry for Chattanoogans. More businesses like Practical Galactica booked more nights every week, more podcasts, more businesses in the music industry in general for Chattanooga. And um, just people knowing about each other. That's what the website kind networking, of Networking, yeah. Um, networking is a big big part of it. Um, helping music industry professionals. You know, For one, one thing, I, I focus on music industry professionals quite often. I say that a lot more than I say, more often than I say musicians. Mm-hmm. Because it really, in order to have a thriving economy, you really need a lot of different jobs mm-hmm. a lot of different businesses yeah. things in, that include like music industry publicists for instance mm-hmm. who may not be musicians venue owners who may not be musicians sound recording studio owners you know and operators who may not be doing like an art project or consider themselves to be leading a, a band or an ar- artist or something like that you know so <clears throat> the economy is really broad one of the things we've done with soundcore is build an online music industry directory um, where we encourage local music industry professionals to build a profile for the purpose of growing their business that's really everything we do is geared towards helping uh, or encouraging a music industry professional to grow their business mm-hmm. um, so that's one thing our online directory does you can visit it at soundcore.org directory it's pretty easy to find but yeah you can find us at soundcore.org so most of the people that we work with are hoping to make a career out of their music project and so helping them understand all the different revenue streams is really important to us helping them to connect to you know placements in film television commercials helping them to understand what what a tour really means how to do a budget yeah, and you have put out a lot of events that are teaching the yeah, musicians. Right. And- yeah, so another yeah another of our programs is called Take Note. It's a quarterly professional f- development event. We basically bring in panelists from all over the nation to talk about specific music industry topics. Our last one was called Playing Music and Paying Bills, and we featured four really musicians slash artists who have made a career out of music in four very different ways. We had a Grammy Award winning producer. We had the lead singer of essentially a cover band, the Velcro Pygmies, who are pretty popular around here. Then we have a professional bass player, Brandon Gilliard. Um, and then we had Angel Snow, 
someone who has a lot of local history here, um, but is a singer-songwriter, writes songs for Alison Krauss, and is an artist you know, in her own right. So these, these four sort of different, you know, we kind of had them on stage and we, we asked the question like, how did you go from being a music fan to putting food on the table through music? I think some of the really honest answers that, that our panelists were able to give were really eye-opening for a lot of people. Felt like they really kept it real. They were very, very honest about yeah, everything. The hustle's real. I mean, I think that's something that as we continue to talk about what a career in the music industry looks like, it becomes more and more apparent that if you're making it, you are constantly hustling and you're probably wearing a lot of different hats. And struggling. Yeah. And you're constantly yeah. doing a million things. Absolutely. Yeah. From you know, staying healthy so that you can lift a huge speaker cabinet, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> because mm -hmm. you're loading in and out every day if you're on tour and yeah. you probably don't, you're probably not able to afford roadies at this. Mm -hmm. To even like to, not being taken advantage of by... To, to understanding you know, contracts, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. to uh, following up in a timely and professional manner with people who are trying to do business with you, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's our focus. Along with the Take Notes, you also highlight musicians with your street performances too. Another one of our programs is called Sidewalk Stages, and it's an initiative to activate the public spaces of Chattanooga with live local performances every weekend. Uh, we've been really successful this year. This is our first year. We'll be winding it down probably at the end of October, but you'll see us engage in a few events like Main Times 24 and some other things. But we have a list of 100 street performers who um, we schedule up to 30 performances on any given weekend, which is And which it's is important cool. to know that you also, also pay them too. We offer a stipend of $25, and that kind of guarantees that, that our performers show up at a place in a time where we expect them to, mm -hmm. and they also expect to make tips. Mm -hmm. So the, our promise to them is that we schedule them in places that should have high foot traffic, and there should be a reasonable expectation that they can expect tips, you know? So we've got agreements with a few private spaces now, including Hamilton Place Mall and Northgate Mall, as well as Chattanooga Airport and the Chattanooga Chuchu Hotel. Love those spaces, because those spaces enjoy a lot of foot traffic. And our, our performers do pretty well on tips in those places. I was I went and checked on one of our performers, Caddison Beaver. He's a beatboxer. He's at Lee University. He's one of the voices of Lee. And he's specifically their beatboxer. Like, that's his role. <laughs> and the, it's awesome. And so he's out there at Hamilton Place Mall this weekend, <laughs> like out in front of the mall, like doing this. I can't even begin to start to try to do it but his because he's extremely talented. And he had this group of people just stopped Everyone had their phone out. Everyone was like, the kids were Snapchatting. Uh -huh. The parents were like Facebook live and, you know, or whatever. So and um, it's, it's awesome to see that kind of engagement. So I snapped that, you know, a photo of that. And that's good for like Caddison can use that on his resume. It also goes to, you know, show we are engaging with the public, hopefully helping to make life better in Chattanooga. Yeah. You know, in our own little way. It creates this kind of culture and scene that a lot of cities don't have. Yeah. It makes Chattanooga that's pretty true. cool. That's true. Enough about Soundcore for now. Let's, All right. see, let's hear some music. Sweet. <laughs> this song is, I'm most comfortable with it on acoustic guitar. I'm playing electric today. The name she gave was Caroline, daughter. Seemed to me sunshine walked beside her. She come from Spencer across the hill. She said her poets in her the cold. Snow 
them skies to winter she says come looking for work she was not seeking favor for a dime a day a place to stay she turned them hands to labor but times are hard Lord and jobs are few all through Kimsa Valley but she asked around the job she found tending bar and gypsy Sally and she saved enough to get back home spring replaced the winter but her dreams were denied Her paw had died The word come down from Spencer So she took to whoring out in the street With all that grief inside her And it was many a man who returned again To lay himself beside her And they found her down Beneath the stairs led to Gypsy Sally's And in her hand when she died was a note to cry Fare thee well to Coombsa Valley And then she gave was Caroline Daughter of a miner Her ways were free, it seemed to me The sunshine walked beside her Beautiful. Thanks. Let's talk about you a little bit. Let's talk about me. <laughs> right. Are you from Chattanooga? I'm not. I'm originally from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. All right. What brought yeah. you here? I went to school at Southern Adventist University here. Okay. And did film production, which I kind of, which was a great time in my life. But I also don't consider that really part of my Chattanooga experience. Um, and that's because I didn't get a whole lot of opportunity to connect with the city. 
And so something I would say actually to folks who are in school right now is I think you might find this to be a really much cooler place than you realize if you are able to connect in some ways. Depending on what your passion is, there are different ways to connect. The stuff that's going on in the community with the Innovation District, this whole startup week that just happened, the dudes at Underground showcasing amazing uh, local people doing amazing local things, um, and a ton of other community programs make Chattanooga a really good place to be. So I connected to that after I graduated Southern and moved downtown. While a lot of my friends moved to Los Angeles because they're in the film industry, I was committed to a band that I was in. We had some roots here. We were of the mindset that blogs are the wave of making you famous. And so we thought we would make it out of Chattanooga because we were obviously amazing artists in our own eyes, right? We would blow up based upon online notoriety because uh, Clap Your Hands Say Yeah had done that, you know, th mm -hmm. that very year. So, so we stuck around Chattanooga. We were in a band called Antebellum, played a lot of shows. A couple years later, uh, Lady Antebellum came out. So we changed our name <laughs> and also changed our sound quite a bit to Prophets and Kings. Uh, what kind of music was that? Antebellum was really a mix between alt-country. We usually used a stand-up bass, and I played acoustic guitar, but then we delved into a lot of like pretty rock and roll stuff. We had a pretty rock and roll drummer, and who was actually really influenced by hip-hop and gospel as well. We kind of did maybe some psych alt-country, or maybe some, I don't even know what to call mm -hmm. it. Like folkish? It was a little folkish. We got, we got kind of in your face. One of our songs was called everyone I hate. The entirety of the lyrics for everyone I hate is everywhere. And it was just repeated. So we did a lot of kind of like big middle finger stuff, but then also, you know, had some, you know, folky kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I feel like all the young people have to kind of go through that phase. Did you ever play open mics? So the interesting thing is in Missouri, when I was growing up, we, I, I, lived, I lived in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I could get into open mics. I don't think I was supposed to be there at <laughs> such a young age, but I could go to them and perform at When them. did you start? When you were 14? I think, I think 15. And those were your first experiences playing? No, man. No, I played in church. I went to a very small church. There was a guy there who was a real mentor to me, Dr. Tuas, Hugh Tuas. He's still he's out there in uh, Cape Girardeau still, and he's a guitar fanatic, acoustics. Like he has, he he taught me. You know, we played in church together a lot of weekends. He was influenced by a lot of Southern gospel, so that was interesting to learn again alongside him, but also play in front of an audience with him. Huh. And then also I, my neighbors in Missouri would get together a lot of Saturday nights and have like a um, a picking. They they really did a lot of a lot of folk, but a little bit of bluegrass here and there. But I would I really honed my chops with those old fellows as well. One of them was my elementary school principal, which was cool. I was hanging out with Principal Giles on my Saturday nights playing guitar and learning learning all the licks. Yeah. Very cool. I think that something that's really important for a thriving music scene is when some of the older folks in the in the community, some of the more experienced musicians, are willing to take some of the younger folks under the wing. Yeah. There are a lot of mentorship opportunities. And I worked with some people last night through a show at JJ's Bohemia, and a couple of the bands haven't been on their own tour before, you know, and don't know some of the some of the rules of the road and and how that kind of that stuff works. Any opportunity to so any opportunity to help people through the process of understanding what life as a musician is or life in the music industry is is something that I would like to encourage people with experience to do. Yeah, totally. The bar owner at um, Jeremiah's in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, for not throwing well, he did throw me out a couple times. Um, <laughs> There, there was some music that that they really didn't enjoy me playing. One time I brought an accordion and uh, played Weezer's Wetter Song, I think. I had a lot of energy. I was probably like 15, maybe 16 at that time. And I got on the bar and was yelling in people's faces, playing the accordion. 
And yeah, they kicked me out for that for sure. I bet. Open mics were always a great experience. I also did a lot of street performance in college uh -huh. um, to make money on the weekends if I didn't have a job. Yeah. And so open mics and street performance are really two places that I cut my teeth yeah. and church. And back to what you were talking about, it's all about education, keeping the, the circle of music going. It doesn't have to be formal. This is a lesson. Yeah, right. And... And people are willing to learn. Like yeah. I got this, I have an intern at Soundcore, uh, Dakari Kelly. A lot of y'all know Dakari. He's a great bass player. But Dakari's like on fire for learning. Let's play another song. Sweet. This one's Golden Prism.
Thank you. Now we will take a short break and hear a little bit about our sponsor. The Revelry Room is Chattanooga's newest 500-capacity venue and also Track 29's Kid Sister Venue, located on Station Street on the south side of Chattanooga, hosting national, regional, and local talent in a more intimate setting. Check out the Revelry Room calendar at www.revelryroom.co and join our street team, the Dispatchers, to be even more a part of bringing music to Chattanooga. I have actually been on the street team for a couple of years now. I get to go to cool events and get show tickets for free. It's also a great way to meet other people who love music. If you would like more information, feel free to ask. I love the electronic stuff. Thanks. It's what's in right now. You know, Props and Kings, uh, back, we, we released an album in 2011. It was pretty heavily electronic. We recorded mm-hmm. it with Stephen Nichols at Azalizum Studio, not to necessarily just go into influences, but where the electronic stuff comes from. Probably Radiohead in my in my early days, but like when I was in like fifth grade, my uncle get me a OK Computer, and that was kind of, hey, what are these interesting sounds? What are they doing? And so then um, I was lucky to have some friends who were kind of out there with music, and there wasn't a lot of access to stuff like that in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And so got into a French band named Air pretty early on. That led me to some of the like more established stuff. But right now I'm really into a lot of minimal, uh, minimal house and dark techno stuff. And there's some of that for sure in that song. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe there's a sample from a band. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. Arst Bit, which is a German for Dr. Please, I think. Mm-hmm. That song has a sample from one of the tracks in it. And it's the parts like... You know, that kind of stuff. Electronic music is, in all music that is created these days, it's rare that you hear a song that doesn't have at least a little bit in it. In, getting into electronic music really freed me as a songwriter, freed me from the guitar or in, and my limitations on guitar. Having sequencers and things laid out in a way that is easy to see what's happening and craft different parts and say, make a bass part, like write a bass line. Electronic music has allowed me to explore a lot of different types of music and write a lot more songs than I probably otherwise would have. Mm-hmm. I also just like listening to it, and I like playing it really loud. Totally. I love it. I think it's great. Chattanooga has grown tremendously over the past five, ten years due to the gig and Volkswagen and Amazon, but the music scene has also changed tremendously in the past ten years. I mean, do you want to talk about like the way that you've seen Chattanooga change? You know, I haven't really, I haven't really defined my thoughts or my feelings about how Chattanooga's music scene has evolved. I do think that it's sad that we, for a long time, we bled off a lot of people who are pretty serious, mm-hmm. and we bled them off to Nashville and New York. Probably are the two places that I know. I see a lot of former friends living in now, but former not just musicians, yeah. but like very like cre- our creative people. Yeah. And so I definitely think you know one of the things that I'm trying to do with Soundcore is offer people more resources than have previously been available in Chattanooga and give them more connections. Those take note events where we have four panelists coming in that are music industry experts from out of town, those aren't just people to like listen to, those are people to meet. If it makes sense for you to develop a relationship with them for some reason, there's no time like the present face-to-face to to try to do that. So, and we've seen, you know, some of our panelists develop relationships with locals. And that's what the music business is all about. That's right. So that was a real weird kind of way to talk about how I feel about the Chattanooga music scene, but I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of positive things that have happened over the years, too. Like most recently, Tivoli and Memorial Auditorium having some pretty amazing people come through our town that we once 
could not have at all. Right. One of the small things that have happened that are it's really good for everyone. Absolutely. Because when the big names get people out to music and remind people how much they like to go see shows. Right. And then it in turn makes them want to go see, you know, hopefully the little people too. Yeah. The other thing, like I said, the economy is much larger than just musicians. A lot of the people in our music scene do run sound for stuff mm -hmm. at places like Tivoli Memorial, run mm -hmm. stage management for those places, hang lights, mm -hmm. run lights, all of those types of careers, those really technical things. That's stuff that like a lot of working musicians yeah. get into because yeah. there's expertise there and they can also like use that for their own for their own shows. It's opened up a lot more jobs for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of the people working the day gig or the night gigs, I guess, mm -hmm. at, at those larger places are also doing the side hustle. She's keeping some of our good musicians here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So more music. You want to do another cover? Sure. This is a cover of a Bonnie Raitt song. It's usually surprising to audiences, although I've been playing it for a couple of years now, but it's kind of where my sort of folk and country-ish upbringing met the electronic side of things.
I got this uh, vocal effects pedal that in a live situation tends to like do a lot of weird feedback, but we're listening through headphones. Mm-hmm. And it's a brand new experience for me, so mm-hmm. I'm still sort of I'm kind of playing with it. There's not the loud audience. Yeah, there's not the loud audience, and there's like it's very whispery, and it's very like uh, you hear everything. You hear everything. Where can people find your music if they want to? They can't. Really? That was you know what I meant to talk to you about this before this whole thing. Like my stuff's not out there really um, mm-hmm. right now because for a number of reasons, but I guess it's out there now. I guess you can listen to this if you really want to want to hear my stuff, but the business plan isn't there yet. Mm. I'm at a place in life where I'm, I make music because it makes me happy. It takes a backseat to your well, professional life. Well, you know, th- that's not exactly where I was going. I don't know yeah. that it takes a backseat to my professional life, but I am very busy with Soundcore stuff. Yeah. I still, I perform a lot, mm-hmm. um, not just solo. I don't perform solo that much, but I perform in a number of different groups. Yeah, so. I was just about to get you to talk about yeah. some of those other groups. Yeah, but this these songs mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I'll release them when there's a solid business plan or mm-hmm. when there's a reason to release them, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the reason's not there yet. My marketing, my branding is not there yet. I'm, I'm solo. This is the first time I've done solo stuff. I own the website. So those of you who are trying to like, you know, searching GoDaddy right now for, you know, strattontingle.com, you know, you're out of luck. But well, it's not out there yet. The good thing is, is this podcast can be heard once it, once it's released, it can be heard forever. So you can play it and replay it. Play it and play you can it sample and play my it songs. You just can't. You just can't. Co- I I did copyright everything. Well, the songs that I own. Yeah, that's for good. For this podcast, so yeah, I encourage all you folks out there writing songs to copyright your music. I need to do that. You need to do that. Yeah, you definitely should. It's very easy to do. Um, USPTO.gov. Where I was going next yeah. was, uh, what advice do you have? For people and i guess that's advice copyright your copyright your artwork like intellectual property is the only you know time is the most valuable i guess the most valuable thing we have mm-hmm. um but i would say your the the things that you create with your mind are right up there with time yeah. you know they're invaluable <laughs> um, and so there are laws that protect that I, I i'm not some sort of person falling on a sword saying like that our copyright laws actually are, are like sufficient or good or smart in the place that we're at right now, especially with, with the whole digital, I mean, I don't need to go into all this stuff really, but still you should copyright your stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So talk about some other groups you're in. Sure. I, I'm really close to uh, a rapper named Socro. A lot of y'all know Socro, pretty popular dude. You're I, actually kind of family now. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm cousins. <laughs> we're, we're cousins. We call each other Ro- Rojak. Rojak, what's up? Uh, hope, hopefully you're listening out there. That means cousin in Croatian. He's Croatian. I DJ for him. Uh, we've been playing music together for a very long time uh, in different, all kinds of different projects. But yeah, so that keeps me pretty busy because he's he works hard and he's he's got a lot of new stuff, uh, new stuff coming out. And it's I'm really really excited to uh, yeah, be part I, of it. I love a good Socro show. Everyone does. Yeah, he, I mean that dude is like the most positive energy you can ever like really? be around. It's- 100% There's true. a lot of energy, and it's all positive. Mm-hmm. It's a great experience to hang out with him. Love hanging out with that dude. That, our road trips, playing, playing in Chicago, playing, playing other places around the country, are uh, some of the best times of my life, for sure. Especially when we get to, you know, we we sort of DJ like sometimes during the trips, and we'll like go back and forth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's one of those things where you're like, oh, that track that you just played rem- reminded me or made me think of this other of this mood that now i'm going to try to set mm-hmm. and like kind of one up you on the track you feed, or like, you feed off of each yeah, other yeah totally and that's mm-hmm. like that makes like a nine hour road trip pretty entertaining yeah you know so, yeah totally anyway so uh yeah 
Uh, and then I'm also involved with <clears throat> with a monthly uh, dance project or a dance um, party at Chuck's called Three Buck Chuck's. Usually it's on like the fourth or last Friday of the month, depending. It kind of depends on the month because of... It's always on a Friday, though. It's always on a Friday, and it's usually the last or fourth. And they are fun. And they're fun, and it's all house. We have three DJs, three DJ groups. There's um, no drag show on that night. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, come out three three dollar cover yeah. and be ready to dance. Yeah, and it's uh it's house music. It's it, it's fun. It makes I think it you know something that that I missed or something that I looked for when traveling overseas or traveling in different communities is a good dance club. Yeah, you know? I'm I I I wish we had more of a late night scene here in Chattanooga with the yeah you know. So, without further ado, let's hear some more music, since it's not out anywhere else. Let's get as much on here as we can.
good friend down in Texas, Steven Starr, helped me write a lot of those lyrics. Shout out, Steven Starr. What's up? We learned how to play guitar together. Been my best friend since like fourth grade. Aww. So huge musical uh, influence in my life. Do you want to do one more song? I'm still writing it. I don't know about that chorus. Yeah. I think I'll. I think I'll have. A, I think I'll come up with a better chorus. Well. Need some work. It's all right though. There's nothing like uh, just yeah. throwing your stuff out there, half finished. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, if you listen to this and you liked it, or if you didn't like it, 
hit me up on Facebook or send me an email, stratton.tingle at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts about the song. You think you have a better chorus? You want me to buy your beat? You want me to buy your chorus? (laughs) Send it to me and we'll talk. Yeah. I mean, any critique is good critique because it means people are listening to your stuff. Or if you just want to like stalk me, creep around, you know, my workplace and my house. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming out today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. So so fun. Thanks for doing this. It's cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 